Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Reading a story uh, by Simon Little, online journalist for Global News, the uh, headline of the story is, Even Healthy Kids Could Die. Measles Outbreak Prompts Vaccine Plea from Mum of Transplant Recipient. And uh, the story begins, The mother of an 8-year-old B.C. girl with a compromised immune system says Vancouver's measles outbreak is proof of the life-or-death consequences of vaccinations. Elaine Young's daughter Addison had a heart transplant when she was just three weeks old. She needs to take anti-rejection drugs twice a day, meaning her weakened immune system can't handle vaccines, putting her at risk of diseases like measles. As she's quoted as saying, let's say there was an outbreak at her school, we would have to pull Addison out of the school. You see all this junk, frankly, on the Internet. People say it's a childhood illness. Kids get over it. It's not a big deal. That's not true at all. Even healthy kids die from something like the measles. So you can imagine what an immune-compromised person would face. Let's read this line. Along with transplant recipients like Addison, Ms. Young said people with chronic illnesses and cancer patients rely on a herd immunity, quote-unquote, a base level of vaccination among the general population that prevents diseases uh, from spreading for protection from illnesses. Jason Tetro is with us, our good friend, and uh, fortunately for us, a contributor to this program on a regular basis, microbiologist, the germ guy, his books, The Germ Code and The Germ Files. The podcast is the super awesome science show. Congratulations, Jason, nominated for a Canadian Podcast Award in the category of Outstanding Medical and Science Series. Well done. Thank you very much. So, the give us your perspective of the measles um, threat. And I, I would think by the time it's noticed, an outbreak is noticed, it's gotten a foothold. Uh, yeah. Um, you see, one of the problems with something like measles is that it's so contagious. It's, it's actually the most contagious virus that's out there, um, that it tends to circulate. <clears throat> and even if you happen to be uh, resistant to it, um, you can still help to spread it and, and circulate it, um, whether you're vaccinated or not. So what we are trying to do is we're trying to eliminate, if you will, um, the spread or the circulation of this virus so that people such as that woman's uh, child doesn't end up coming into contact with it. <clears throat> now, this is not an easy thing because in order for us to be able to reach this, now everybody talks about herd immunity and I get that, but it's actually called the elimination threshold, which means that you're removing the circulation of that virus from your community. And that's what vaccination is actually for. We've known about this for as long as vaccines have been around. It's just that we sort of lost that. And I need to sort of bring that back so people understand that the reason that we're vaccinating is, one, yes, to protect that person, but also, two, to prevent the virus from being able to come into contact through circulation with people who are vulnerable to um, that, that particular infection because their immune systems are not working or they're taking suppressive drugs, whatever it may be. Now, Jason, am I correct? I hadn't heard about measles for many, many years, and now I just seem to be hearing about measles um, repeatedly and other uh, health conditions, illnesses that I haven't hadn't heard about for for a significant number of years or mm-hmm. fair period of time, and and here they are. 
Yeah, and there's a reason for that. You see, we actually did reach that elimination threshold. Um, and so we had essentially said that measles was eliminated in Canada uh, and also in the United States. But what had happened is that when you see that uh, occur, then the people who are against vaccination, the people who essentially think that it's not necessary, the people who think, oh, well, we should be having measles parties, start to have a little bit more of a voice. And this started about 10 years ago. Um, I was one of the people that was essentially saying, we can't let this grow, because if it does, we're going to start seeing our numbers drop. They have. And now the measles is circulating again. So as that has happened, we're starting to see more of these clustered outbreaks. And in Vancouver, we've already seen another beginnings of an outbreak that has nothing to do with other outbreaks that we've already recorded this year. So when that starts happening, you begin to realize that if you're not vaccinated, then you are at risk simply because that virus is in your community and circulating around. Okay, so now there is, as Ms. Young uh, states in uh, in the story, there's an attitude uh, that goes like this. Ah, it's a kid's thing. They all have to get it, and then they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that thinking? Well, there's two things that's wrong with that thinking. The first one is that you're not really thinking about the community. All you're doing is you're thinking about the, the infection, getting into one person, and then that person's going to survive, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that what you're missing is that when a person ends up getting the measles, the ability to be able to fight off other infections and to memorize, have that immunity that memorizes an infection, goes away for about two and a half years. So first off, that is a major problem because you're going to end up catching the same bug again in the future and not being able to fight against it. And then the second thing is that when you do have the virus, okay, it can become what we call persistent, which means it's going to hide somewhere in your body. When it does that, it can come back and haunt you. And when it does that, it does so in a very nasty way. And this can lead to um, encephalitis, meningitis, a lot of these really scary terms that essentially put you at risk of dying. So when you start thinking about measles, yes, you're going to visualize right now a rash, a fever, and a couple of weeks of unhappiness for your kid. But what you've got to remember is that there's going to be those long-term consequences, the inability to fight off other infections, and the risk, maybe not now, but in a couple of years, that you're going to come down with a mysterious illness that could potentially take away your life, all because you did not get that vaccine. Is there a fear of uh, other diseases reemerging if vaccines are avoided in large numbers? Oh, well, we've already seen it. Uh, how many times have you heard about mumps? Yeah, sure. I mean, the NHL. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we, we literally had players being taken off the ice because they had mumps. Sidney Crosby, the kid. That's right. Mumps. That's right. So the fact is, is that measles is just one of many of these particular types of infections where if we start losing that elimination threshold and we allow that virus to circulate in our community, even though it's invisible and you don't even realize it, it's there, then 
we're going to start to see the comeback of a number of these different bugs. And while measles and mumps may still seem to be all that, not that bad, if we start seeing whooping cough, pertussis coming back, we're going to see a lot more deaths. If we start seeing um, pneumococcus, which essentially causes meningitis, if that starts to spread, then we're going to have problems. And here's another thing. Remember those cases of flesh-eating disease that we saw? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's actually due to the fact that the bacterium that causes strep throat has essentially mutated to such an extent that it now causes this flesh-eating disease. Do we want these viruses and bacteria that we've been able to vaccinate against modifying, mutating in such a way that they end up causing even worse infections and making it incredibly problematic and leading to more crises? I would say no, but I'm one voice. Well, make it true. Okay. And uh, you know, and then we're also facing, we only have a couple of seconds here, but we're also facing what you and I have talked about, or you've told us about, and that is the concern about antibiotics not working uh, a- anymore, or not working as they, as they once did. And so we have a, a global concern about antibiotics and, and, and uh, you know, and those bugs. See, I'm, yeah. I'm really good at this microbiology thing, but I, I, get, the, I get the point. And I hope people do as well. Jason, thank you so much. Always great talking to you. And uh, congratulations on the nomination for the Canadian Podcast Award. Thank you so much. I hope everybody listened to the show. We have lots of fun. We're really positive. And yeah, you'll have a blast. All right. The super awesome science show, uh, Jason Tetro. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.